welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Michael Zipovich. Hello. And today we are talking dynasty players to sell high. We're not talking about Josh Gordon, not that kind of high, Mike. We're talking about value. A kite. Oh, he's super high. He's probably high right now. Uh, so guys that we think, you know, that you can get good value, and now is kind of the peak point to sell because, you know, that's, that's, that's a huge part of selling or trades in Dynasty. Who's who, selling at the right time, you know what I mean? Getting that value at its peak before the decline. Right. So it is it is in theory, in theory, you could miss out on one good year, but you want to get out before the bottom falls out. Yeah, and it, right. and when, and players when you when we say sell high, um, there'll be a mix. Like the, all the guys I have down are good players. You know what I mean? Yours, your list is kind of on the other side where it's kind of like yeah, some of them are pretty good, but the peak of their value is to the point where you think you might sell just as of today. You know what I mean? Right. I, I guess I just took a different approach, more yes. like some mid-card guys that maybe in the past um, their stock was so low that they, you know, but now the, now this season their stock is up. And that, you know, we'll get into and that. You'll, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll hear the names. We'll clarify which ones are on my list and which ones are Mike, and you'll see the, how we both approach this. Uh, and selling high doesn't mean the player's bad. When you trade a player, it doesn't mean they're bad. And I have a player on the list that we're first going to talk about. Uh, that I did trade this off season, and I'll explain why as well. Before I get into that, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, ffcouchcoach.com. We're actually sponsoring one of their leagues. Uh, it's a survival elimination style league. You can turn twenty dollars into two hundred bucks. You know, you draft a team you think will dominate, and your work is done. No waivers, no trades, no lineups. It's a maintenance-free best ball fantasy football league. So you draft a team, then you're done. That's it. You know, it's kind of like if you missed the Scott Fishbowl. We start 11 players, you know, super flex that you could uh, kind of the same concept. Cost you 20 bucks. You come in first place, you win 200 bucks. Second place gets 20 bucks. And we're sponsoring it. So check it out. Hashtag FFCC200. Uh, you can get to FFCouchCoach.com. Join the league today. I know there's a reference code you can put in there for nerd. And that will kind of get you in our Dynasty Nerd one as well. So you keep the same team like you just draft. There's no waivers. No waivers, no trades, no nothing. It just automatically starts your best lineup. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you draft the players, and then you're, whoever does the best that week, that's who counts for you. Oh, okay. So it's kind of... Interesting take. Yeah. It's, I, I know you've never really played, but they're called best ball leagues. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not familiar um, with Like Justin, um, at Justin, oh, I wish I knew his Twitter name. Uh, I think it's at Justin NFL or something along those lines. I'll have to tweet out. If you're interested in Justin's league, he runs a hashtag nasty26. You can look up leagues. Same thing, best ball leagues. You know, you draft your team, mm-hmm. and that's it. You're yeah. done. Okay. And, you know, it's, they're nice because you could draft them early, who you think is going to be good. You know, if injuries come along, you're screwed. But then you don't, you don't touch it again in a year. MFL 10s, MFL 25s are the same concept. You, you know, you pay 25 bucks, 10 bucks. you draft your team, and then at the end of the year, if you win, you win. If not, you don't. And it automatically starts your best lineup. Okay. They're fun. Yeah. I, I'm in a couple of those MFL 25s. You know the fifty-two leagues you're in. You're you're in a whole, you run a whole gamut of different style leagues. You know, brother. RSO. These uh, 
MFL 10s, MFL 25s. Right. I'm just traditional. Scott man. Fishbowl. I'm in. Right. I'm in a couple writers, like professional writer leagues. Yeah. Um, and I have an announcement to make. I might as well announce it now. In the next coming weeks, I'm going to make an announcement for. I'm going to do a Dynasty Nerds redraft league. You know, maybe 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever you guys want to do. Maybe I'll do two of them. And uh, we'll have some podcast listeners uh, tweet at me with a hashtag that I'll, I'll come up with. It'd be pretty catchy. You know what I mean? It'd be something sweet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Super sweet. All right. And then uh, whoever wants to get in, because I, 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 tw- I put a tweet out there and then deleted it because I already got a couple of responses. And we'll play some, re- I'll play in a redraft league with you. So if you're a fan of the podcast and you think you'd be me in redraft, which is pretty unlikely, uh, and you want to donate money to me that way, we'll do it. So they'd be number fifty six and fifty seven league. For All right, cool, man. You know, are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm. I, hey, as long as I'm not in it, I'm good, man. Hey, odds are I'm going to win one of these things. Yeah, I can't. Keep tra- <laughs> I can't keep track of all this. Uh, and speaking of uh, donating money here, uh, I know I want to give a shout out. Uh, appreciate everybody. We had a, like a plethora order of short shirts this week uh, that went out. Really appreciate it. You know, every two shirts we sell pays for the podcast for a month. It's, it's like two and a quarter shirts that we sell pays for the podcast for the month. So not only are you getting awesome swag uh, and increasing, you know, we always make the jokes of enhancing your wardrobe and the amount of high five and takes you get, uh, you know, you show up to your drafts and that's true. People know you're automatically the best dynasty player in the league, uh, but it really supports the show and the, the website. You know, it's every, we keep everything free. We have no intention of charging for anything. And we'd love to start like, you know, add in writers that we could kind of start paying some writers as well to cre- increase like the content on the website as well so the best way to do that is to buy a dynasty nerds t-shirt they're pretty cheap 18 bucks man you can't beat it 50 50 yeah and that's the big thing too is like the reason our uh profit is so low on it is because we made sure they're really nice shirts right you know i mean nothing's no. worse than you buy a shirt and it's like i can't even wear this in public you know right I mean? yeah it uh it's, like when you go to a sporting event yeah, it fits great oh dude it's they're not awesome like shirts. one of those like giveaways that you get at a sports game exactly that's what i'm talking about you get those shirts and you're like oh you know they're like bedtime shirts yeah and i can't even that's how weird I am. I won't even wear those shirts to bed. Oh, they're that's I have, if I I look have in the 50 calf shirts. I'm that, wearing one right now. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, you can't even look in the mirror and see yourself? No, nah, I'm like, God, you just look like an idiot. And it's just me and my wife, my two dogs, mm. and my cat. Linus is probably like, oh, look at him. Yeah, he looks terrible. What a douche. Yeah. <laughs> nice, free, nice free shirt you got yeah, on there. Totally horrible. Well, these shirts, unfortunately, aren't free. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, we made sure they're priced really well for great quality shirt. And it's a good way to support the podcast. So if you enjoy the podcast, uh, and it's a free podcast, uh, but we still have to pay to host a podcast. Buy a Dynasty Nerd shirt. Or you could just simply uh, get on iTunes and give us a rating or review. That's a free way to support the site. Obviously, I prefer you buy a T-shirt. You know, give me your money. Give me your money. But uh, You know what's weird about this? What? You're giving your end of the show spiel at the beginning of the show. New tactic. New tactic, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. just, hey, I mean, we have a lot of listeners, a lot of fans. So I, feel, I figured if like 10% of the people that listen to the podcast bought a shirt, we can do the pod, pay the podcast and hosting fees for like three to four years. So we're on the air for a long time then. Yeah. I mean, if you want to keep us on the air forever, right. I mean, you know, it'd be nice. All right. Cool. You know, I got nothing else going on. You will soon, but. Yeah. You know, hey, one, oh. you'll, you'll be asking for one night away to get. Hey, hey sorry, honey. Gotta go podcast. Right, man. Um, so I want to give a shout out to, uh, I said, anybody who buys two shirts, I'm for sure going to shout out. Uh, Kyle, Colleen Cassidy out in Charlotte, North Carolina, bought two shirts. Shout out to uh, Colleen. Brooke Albro in Louisville, Kentucky, bought two shirts. Uh, shout out to them. And then Jason, who I cannot pronounce his name, from El Paso, Texas, uh, is in the Dark Knights League or Game of Thrones League. I couldn't really work that out. 
he bought a shirt and asked specifically for a shout out. So that's cool. Game of Thrones is my favorite show ever. Love it. Yeah, love it. Not ever. Breaking Bad is my favorite show yeah. ever. I, I'm, I'm a Game of Thrones. Got, yeah. Love it. So, well, enough of uh selling you, trying to sell you on stuff. Let's yeah. talk about some Dynasty. Nice. Shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, first guy that I want to talk about now on my list here. The sell high. Sell high. Ready? Okay. Remember, not Josh Gordon, not Justin Blackman, not Le'Veon Bell. Sell high. Good value here. Is, <laughs> in name only. Uh, so the guy I have on my list is Eddie Lacy. Now, Eddie Lacy right now, his, the reason I'm selling AT Eddie Lacy is because, one, hashtag two to three year window. Running backs hold high value because they're harder to get. And, you know, but they last less. You know, the longevity is less. And right now with an ADP of 13 overall, I mean, you could pretty get much whatever you want for Eddie Lacy. You know, I traded Eddie Lacy in my dynasty league this offseason for DeAndre Hopkins and an extra first-round pick. And I came away really happy with that. Um, I had the running backs to do that. But right now, I mean, if you can trade away Eddie Lacy and get, you know, right now he has an Eddie Lacy, he has an ADP, like I said, of 13, okay? You know, guys behind him, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Jeremy Hill, Todd Gurley. Uh, those are guys like that, even like Todd Gurley specifically. Like if I could flip Eddie Lacy for like Todd Gurley or maybe if you want somebody more for sure, like a Jeremy Hill. Uh, and some, not, not them straight up now. Obviously, that'd be ridiculous. But for them and like a pick or another good prospect, I'd feel pretty good about that. And again, I'm not saying Lacy's bad. I'm not saying he's great. But, you know, they're in a high-powered offense. Yeah, they run the ball a lot. But I think Eddie Lacy's always going to be kind of what he is. You know what I mean? He, no, I, I agree because I was actually just thinking. he. I think based off his two years, the, the stat lines – very similar. He probably is what he is because at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to be is going to be Aaron Rodgers. So Correct. there's only so much that Eddie Lacy could do. But just you know, like to to trade Eddie Lacy for Todd Gurley, a uh, complete you know, and I I get you're not saying it's a lateral up. backwards move, right? Because he's an unknown. How many times? What if Eddie Lacy turned out to be Jerome Bettis, Beanie Wells? Or you mean Todd Gurley trying to be? Yeah, close. excuse me. Correct. Yeah, you, you know, like some of the former top backs that you know throughout the years. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Where he's a bust. Yeah. Oh no. Well, then you, you then you look pie in the face. But that's what right. that's what a lot of trade for prospects, which I don't really always recommend. And and Todd Gurley's a bad move. But like, say you can get Jeremy Hill, who I love. Okay. You know? that, that that I can that I could like at least I can. I could uh, see Jeremy Hill outscoring Eddie Lacy. In, right. in fantasy football leagues. Yeah. And, like, say you can get, like, even somebody who, like, John Brown, who I'm big on, right? Mm-hmm. Say you can get, like, Jeremy Hill and John Brown for Eddie Lacy. And you know there's going to be somebody out there that really wants Eddie Lacy. It's like, you know, some people think he's the number two overall dynasty back. And, I mean, last year, there was Eddie Lacy in the PPR league finishes a six overall fantasy back. And that's great. You know what I mean? Having the six overall back, I mean, had it fin- finish ahead of Jamal Charles. And the guys in front of, finished in front of him are older. But you got other backs coming in like Gurley, Melvin Gordon, TJ Yeldon, who possibly surpass him. But like we said earlier, I think he is what he is. You know, like a 1,200-yard, 1,100-yard rusher right. uh, consistently. His catches went up. He did have more carries last He had less carries last year than he did his rookie year. Well, he started one more game, had less carries, less yards, less rushing touchdowns, but increased the receptions, receiving yards, and had four receiving touchdowns. Correct, which So helps. his receiving game went up. His rushing took a... 
I mean, a minor hit. Right. I mean, it was ident- basically identical. Yeah. Right. And um, they said this year, too, they want to make sure they don't overuse Lacey. I mean, the guy, his size, and, you know, he has injury history. You know, you don't want to overuse a guy like that. Well, right. I, the thing I, I see with Lacey, the style of his play, could limit the longevity of his career. Yeah. So, so I do see... Um, Hashtag two to three year window. W- with him, that... That's possible. You and know it, what I mean? And, uh, that, or more probable than maybe some of the other backs out there. And like I said, I flipped him. I even go running back lateral. I got DeAndre Hopkins, a receiver who I love, and a first-round pick. You know what I mean? So, like, I got the first-round pick, which turned out to be uh, 12 this year. It's so the 12th pick. Okay. Did you but make I'm, your pick yet? Or no, not? the draft's, like, next month, I think. Okay. But I'm still okay with that because I know I'm going to get, like, I can get, like, Duke Johnson there. Right. So, I, basically, I got DeAndre Hopkins and, like, Duke Johnson or – uh, you know, Doria Green Beckham or maybe Jameis Winston or somebody along those lines mm-hmm. and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I love D-Hop. Me too. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm happy with that straight up. You know what I mean? If I could have done straight up, I knew I could get more because of the value of running, you know, the value of running back is so, everybody needs that running back. So like for somebody like Lacey, I feel like you can get really good value right now at his peak. And will he have, hold the same value next year? Probably. But yeah. you never know with running back. So right now, like that's why I say kind of sell high. And I did. You know, I had no problem doing it. now. If and again with all these players, it's going to de- depend on the makeup of your team as well. You no, know, I, then, if, at least since you're only running back, you're not going to trade him away for DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Where I'm at uh, on, you know, I guess where I'm at with Eddie Lacy, I don't like fully disagree with you, but I'm going to disagree with you. I'm just I'm at where I'm like he's not untradeable, but I wouldn't necessarily look to sell high. I would just. I, I think you you could wait another year or two or you know what I mean before the, some of the other backs we're talking going to be talking about a little bit later. I definitely they're more the sell high category to me than a. Oh, and I'm sure I'm, I'm sure tons of people will disagree with me on this. I'm sure they will, and it's it, and I did it because I was in position to do it. You know, the same thing. I, I just think you know the same reason we always talk about how you build around young receivers in the startup draft is because. You can get a running back that's easy to replace it. Like I don't see any, I don't see any way, no way possible that T.J. Yeldon this year. Now, granted, now if he's a complete bust, this ain't gonna happen. That T.J. Yeldon can't equal to, or even not even surpass Eddie Lacy's fantasy points. You know what I mean? Eddie Lacy's twenty five. T.J. Yeldon's like twenty one, whatever. You know, twenty two, yeah. whatever. So he's younger as well. It's always easier. That's why I like the lateral move again, like DeAndre Hopkins. And then maybe use that for extra first round pick. Now I have two first round picks. I can move up and grab easily a TJ Yeldon. So then I come up with TJ Yeldon and DeAndre Hopkins for Eddie Lacy. Now, granted, they're rookies and they're they're they're, they're nothing's for sure. And we know right. that. And we I talk like, about it all I mean, the time. Yeah, that's a. I mean, you know, on paper going in into the preseason, that looks like that looks like a fair offer, a fair trade. But you know, you're assuming the risk. You're taking the risk. I but mean, not I know DeAndre, really. you know, not really, because I think DeAndre Hopkins is pretty sweet. However, best hands in the NFL, right? Better than Odell Beckham, I'd say, but pretty close, probably equal to Odell Beckham. Yeah, Actually, you know what? He's not equal to Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham's equal to DeAndre Hopkins. Wow, that's a bold statement. I'll say it again. If people look it up to, I'll make this before we like move on and get off Eddie Lacy is. That catch that Odell Beckham made, right? Yeah, I think you said this last week, right? Did I say the same thing? The yeah. same catch that DeAndre yeah. Hopkins made? Yeah, yeah you said Made the same exact catch, but it was a penalty. I got called back. Right. If, you, if you Google it, like amazing DeAndre Hopkins catches, you'll see. He does that stuff all the time. The guy's yeah. drop rate is ridiculous. Like, he never yeah. drops a ball. Him and Larry Fitz, they don't drop balls. He's awesome, man. So, um, Eddie Lacy. I mean, again, people aren't going to, you know, not everybody's going to agree with me, but 
Eh, it's dynasty. It's, it's a debate. And it, it depends on your team makeup as well. So, Eddie Lacy, get that bum out of here. <laughs> but again, I mean, ADP, I mean, it's really high right now. So you can get really good value for him. Right. Uh, moving on to a guy now on your list here, Sam Bradford. Right. Tell so me why Sam Bradford's be... on your list. I, for example, Sam Bradford was pro- a guy, and you know, most of the people that we deal with don't have as large rosters as we always talk about doing. I know this, for example, because I was in this situation. Uh, in my, I only do two dynasty leagues, the dynasty nerds one and one that I help run. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the year on the waiver wire with Sam Bradford, our rosters aren't as big as they are in the dynasty nerds one. I think I've explained over time we're building up to it. It wasn't, we weren't going into it year one game, yeah, 30, 30 people. Drafts, yeah. So we're kind of over years over. It's like a three year process, whatever. We're so you're selling the roster. So I picked up Sam Bradford off a of waiver wire in the last week of the season because my quarterbacks were real thin because our rosters weren't as big. And it's the league I had Colin Kaepernick and I forget who else. But anyways, I'm like, I need another QB. So uh, I picked up Sam Bradford, who now is the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. High-powered who, offense. Right. So it's kind of like one of those things like how we talked last week about picking up somebody off of free agency and you have no investment in them and you can flip. It's like flipping a house almost. Somebody might be, that's quarterback hungry, might be interested in Sam Bradford based off of how the Eagles quarterbacks have performed in the past, how Chip Kelly made Nick Foles look good, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and he's somebody that's obtainable to potential buyers if you have aaron Rodgers and i'm looking to make a trade i'm just gonna be like uh, he's not gonna trade aaron Rodgers. oh they're not gonna trade andrew luck oh they're not gonna trade this guy they're not gonna trade this guy sam bradford's obtainable easily attainable like you, you know said you put him on, like you said you put him on the waiver wire so right that's kind of you know sell high it's kind of sell now would you recommend selling sam bradford before the season starts or would you try to let him get into season see what he does I, I, he's got. He's throwing to young guys, man. Nelson Aguilar, a rookie. Jordan Matthews coming to second year. Love right. them both. Well, you know, it'd be one of those things where, you know, it, you're assuming the risk both ways. Sam Bradford's had uh, a plethora of injuries. He's injury prone. I mean, that's on his resume. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. You're he hasn't, ro- he hasn't thrown a ball since. I mean, he played seven games in 2013. So it's been two years since the guy's thrown a football in the NFL. Right. So you're rolling the dice the longer you wait. And he's betting on himself. That's why he's not signing any extensions. So I, I don't know. To, to someone that had no value, virtually uh-huh. no value a year ago, now he has value in a Chip Kelly offense that has produced quarterbacks. Look how great Mark Sanchez did last year. I True. Knew, you could have rode Mark Sanchez to a championship last year, not necessarily on him, but he played well enough that he could have manned your championship fantasy team. I started him in a league and I won a championship. There you go. The dude that won my other league started yep. Mark Sanchez. That's a true story in a redraft league. I, I had to pick a quarterback decision. I picked Mark Sanchez for the championship game. Uh, I was like, I hope this is going to come back to bite, you know, bite me. I butt fumble in there, you know. And Sanchez did. He scored like 26 points, I think, in a championship game, and I won the championship. Because, you know, it helped. 
It helped right. me. So, which is now that you, br- I completely forgot about that until you brought it up as a redraft league. I mean, and look at the weapons that are going to be around them. You know, so I think. So that, I think you should. Cu- sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I think you, I, I like the point because before, like when you said it's kind of thinking like Sam Bradford's so high, you're talking about a guy you just picked off the waiver wire. Maybe after like yeah, that this is now think early about, in the season. I think I you picked them up in before the, season. Okay, the, let enough. it get a little bit higher. You know, little Josh Gordon. Fair enough, but I picked them up in the waiver wire like in January. Yeah, where when there's no value now, he's, he's you might get pref- a third. You easily get a third round pick, right? Right. Yeah, that's something so, from nothing to something. So right. Sam Bradford and someone that I personally wouldn't want to. Um, Hang on to, to because yeah. I, I just, I, I feel kind of like in the same way of like a, you know, a, a Jordan Cameron, who I think could be good for another like year or so, even though he's not on our list of sell high. He'd highs. be a good sell high. Right. In season though, because again. In season, right. I mean, but we, once that dude gets injured again, you're going down with the ship. No one's going to want him. No. He's like, he's, and he's, he might be done after one more hit. So. Right. Uh, even though we're not going to talk about it, he might be a good category too. Because I think he's going to start the season hot. You know what I mean? Because Parker's injured and a rookie. All the other receivers are six foot. Um, he's six five. So I think he's going to be a red zone machine. Uh. It, it, it's kind of hard to get rid of dump a tight end, but if you can dump Cameron for like good value, you know what I mean? Like a max, maybe like another tight end uh, and a first round pick or just a first round pick altogether. I kind of recommend doing that too. Um, all right, let's move on to a guy I have on my list here. Second, I'm going to stick with the same team. I'm going to stick with the green pay backers. Uh, Jordy Nelson has ADP right now of 18 overall. And, you know, he's coming off hip surgery, which isn't major. You know what I mean? Uh, but he had that knee surgery in 2013. He's 30 years old, so he's getting a little bit older. Uh, and last year he had a monster year, he had like a, a a year for the ages. You know, 98 catches, 115, uh, 1,519 yards, and 13 touchdowns. But you know, they signed re, they resigned Randall Cobb, and all the hype's growing around Devonte Adams. You know, Devonte Adams is most likely the future there. So there's gonna be more balls to go around. Like you said, Eddie Lacy caught a little bit more balls. Um, do I think Jordy Nelson's going on beast this year? Absolutely. Do I think he's probably going to go out on beast next year as well? Absolutely. But again, he's 30, so he's getting up their age. He's already had two surgeries, you know, the hip and the knee. And again, I think Devontae Adams really is going to make his, his presence known there. I think he's going to take balls away more so from Jordy Nelson than he would from Randall Cobb. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of where I, I think it's from. And again, Jordy Nelson I love. But right now, Jordy Nelson with the ADP of 18 right now, there's guys behind him, like, for example, like Brandon Cooks. You know what I mean? You, for, for Jordy Nelson, you could probably get Brandon Cooks and something else. And I love Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks is only 21 years old. Right. And he's going to be a PPR machine. And I, and I can't wait to see uh, somebody like him. Now, his touchdowns won't be as good as Jordy Nelson. But, I mean, will Jordy Nelson still come away with 13 touchdowns this year? You know, I don't, I, that's not something you can guarantee. Again, I think that's somewhere where Devontae Adams might hurt him as well. I mean, remember, Devontae Adams led all college football. At Fresno State with in touchdowns coming out there uh, with Derek Carr. So Jordy Nelson, great player getting up there. He just got traded in the Dynasty Nerds League um, for Marshawn Lynch, Doug Martin, and Larry Fitz. Okay. So Jordy Nelson. That was a draft day trade, right? Draft day yeah, trade. I remember that. Great player. Like him. His ADP. I don't. His ADP is definitely not ever. His. Let me put it this way. Jordy Nelson's stock, I can't imagine being ever higher than it is right now. Uh it's never going to come back down. Uh, I, I don't see him really repeating what he did last year. If he does, that'd be the last year uh, he did it. And remember, this guy who started off slow, he's only had three years of over 1,000 yards. 
Um, all great years, you know. Definitely, he's really come on the last two years. But again, I mean, if I can, definitely if your team's older. But if I can, if I can flip him for somebody that, that's you, you're going to get equally like a really good receiver back for him and something else. No, you're you're right. I I think again, like for me, I I think like on the sell high, just for me again, I'm not just like Eddie Lacy. I think like maybe. A year, a year too early, man. For Nelson, yeah, I feel like you might be a, you can get a year too late because I guess here's the thing with that. The only the reason I say I that think is he could have another great year. I think I think he will have a great year. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying again, these aren't players. Like I'm not saying Jordy Nelson because I think he's going to do bad. No, no, no. I, I I get that. I think this is his peak value, right? But don't I think, you don't you want to sell like maybe when they're on the cusp of going down? Like you're selling but while you're they're less at value. their peak. Eh, okay. I mean, I'm fair enough. I mean, you know, I, I, you can take it so many ways. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Because obviously you're taking it one way, and I'm taking it another. So you, it can be inter- sell high can be interpreted differently a couple different ways. But I mean, I said his ADP is 18 right now, and you got guys. You know, Brandon Cooks is at 22. Um, somebody like you know, again, it all depends on you. Might don't like Brandon Cooks. Maybe you don't play in the PPR league or something like that. Again, I mean, Brandon Cooks is 21. You know, he, he's not proven, so it's kind of a risk there anyways. Right. But the point is, like, what if you can get Brandon Cooks and you can get, uh, like, Brandon Cooks and maybe, like, a, 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 a an older running back, like Brandon Cooks and Frank Gore to help you out right now, kind of. So will the difference of the point total is if he catches 90 balls too be drastically different than Jordy Nelson's when he's going to be the focal point? And, again, it doesn't have to be Brandon Cooks, but something that, like, to give you an idea of Jordy Nelson, like right after him, it's like Aaron Rodgers, Todd Gurley, Jeremy Hill, Brandon Cooks, T.Y. Hillen, uh, Jamal Charles, Jordan Matthews. So it's kind of like, again, I understand what you're saying. Wait one more year. I mean, especially like if you have a chance to win, and I, and I, you know, I, I just have a hard time if I'm making a championship run or I feel like my team's a championship caliber team, and I have Jordy Nelson seeing how trading Jordy Nelson is going to help my team win that's, a championship. That's a different scenario. If you feel like you have a legit chance to win a championship, then you don't make the move. Again, these are all certain scenarios. I'm not saying no matter what your team looks like, go out and try and trade Jordy Nelson. Right. But these are guys I'm saying, like, you know, for most people, this will, you know, ring a bell or this will be, pertain to. Not everybody, these, all these guys aren't, like the guys on my list at least, are not going to pertain to every, anybody. Like, for example, I got, even our dynasty nerds, like I got a text two days ago um, from Eric, and he's like, hey, what do you want for Andre Johnson? You know what I mean? He wants to try and take that next step. And um, I think he offered me a second round pick. Okay. And I'm like, listen, man, I am making a championship run this year. You know, I'm not saying that's not fair value. He offered me, then he offered me a second round pick and a player. I can't remember what player it was. I'm like, listen, man, I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? I don't even want fair value for Andre Johnson because I'm making a championship run and I need Andre Johnson to when if, I need right. Andre Johnson to do what I think he's going to do. Like on to paper, win a championship. On, on paper, that's you know a fair value for sure. offer. Oh yeah, I mean, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to take that. And deal. it hurts my team this year. You know what right. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not taking any gambles. I mean, he's not 100 percent going to do that, but I'm a believer in Andre Johnson for this year. Right. So I'm not going to do it. Okay. So again, I'm a believer in Jordy Nelson. But if your team's in a certain situation, and just like, for example, like the guy who traded Jordan Nelson in our league, he had A.J. Green and Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. So he, not only, he's, he came in second place last year, the guy that traded him, yeah. but he didn't have a running back. Huh? So same kind of thing. Like how we talked about last week, how your team could look sexy on paper. Right. But then you have a mate like, oh, I have the sexiest wide receivers. He did. He had Jordy Nelson last year, Antonio Brown, and A.J. Green. 
didn't win a championship because he had no running backs. Yeah. So he made a move. He traded Jordy Nelson, who he was older mm-hmm. on his, out of the three. Right. He flipped in, got Marshawn Lynch. You know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of they both might have the same amount of years left, or pretty close, and then a couple other pieces as well to offset that. And then he'll flip in Larry Fitzgerald as his wide receiver three, or whoever else he has on his roster as well. So. Again, he's making a championship push, and he traded, traded Jordy Nelson, but he could afford to. So kind of like that situation, you know what I mean? Maybe okay. you're not a championship contender, then you should for sure trade him. Or even if you are, but then you're really good at receiver. He might be the one you want to flip. It kind of goes back to the situation where, you know, you shouldn't always trade, like, your worst guy. Sometimes you want to trade a better player because you're going to get more bang for your buck there, and you, you can afford to do it. Okay. So that's my Jordy Nelson story. All right, man. All right, let's talk about the next guy on your list, uh, Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, um, I, I mean, talk. He, he's entering the prime of his career, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I believe had a career last year. Yeah, career year, and now he is going into a situation with Alex Smith as his quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now Jerry Macklin has an ADP of sixty four, and I'm actually going to kind of disagree with you on this one because one, I feel like everybody's trying to jump ship on Macklin. Okay. You know what I mean? I think everybody's trying cool. to sell Macklin because of that. Okay, fair enough. And I think I think it's I almost flip it where I think he's like almost a buy low. I think his value is dipped so much because he's in Kansas City. Uh and everybody's like, Oh, he's got Alex Smith. Uh his numbers are gonna go down. And no receivers had a touchdown in two years there. But I think his value's kinda down a little bit right now. And I and, and but you you are speaking for community because everybody's trying to sell him. So you are yeah. speaking with the major voice in the room here. When you say that, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to try and sell high off his last year last year. And then people are going to come back at you because you're trying to sell and rebuttal. Like, oh, dude, he's in Kansas City now. I don't care what he did last year. But I do want to remind people that Macklin's really, he's an after-the-catch receiver. You know what I mean? He's not, he does really good. If you check his yards after the catch, I don't have his stats in front of me. He's, he does really well with the ball in his hands. And I think I think in Kansas City, you know, they're paying a guy eleven million dollars a year. They're going to put the ball in his hands. They don't have anybody else to throw the ball to. I mean, Mike Wallace got a lot of money. Go to Miami. True, true. So I, I like Jeremy really Macklin mean... better than I like Mike Wallace. Okay, I, I've Fair never enough. been an advocate of Mike Wallace. Fair enough. I'm just saying it doesn't matter Macklin how much fan. you get. Doesn't matter how much you get. Doesn't matter how much you get paid. True. You know, I mean, you're going into a situation where, again, like you just said, receivers caught no touchdowns. Alex Smith isn't thrown for over oh, for sure. He's not thrown for more than 3,500 yards, that would be, I believe, the most in his career. I think 3,300 is the most he's ever thrown for. So True. it's just not it's not a good situation to go to as a wide receiver. And True. a lot of teams, or excuse me, a lot of players, when they when they go to that second team, you know, you're, you're, fail miserably. Fail Tons of them miserably. Tons now, of them granted, do. as you said, you know, a lot of people are already on this bandwagon of, you know, uh, sell on Macklin, but I just, I wholeheartedly agree, you know? Yeah. So. And I'm going to say that I wholeheartedly, not whole, okay. Not wholeheartedly, you know, I disagree. I, I, I'm I said, and my rebuttal. That is uh, Kansas city hasn't had a receiver as good as Macklin. Uh, so that kind of hurts him as well. And I think that what Macklin does will suit Alex Smith very well. It's gonna be him and Travis Kelsey. That's it's gonna be the offensive show there. And I think I think Macklin's going to come away with 80-plus catches in Kansas City. I really do. So if you're in a PPR league, I think he's going to be very substantial. I think he's going to finish as uh, – and I know we talked about Mike Wallace. He, I think he finished as a wide receiver, too, last year in Miami, kind of very quietly. And I think Macklin will still finish. I know last year he was a wide receiver one, which I'm not saying he's going to do what he, what he did last year, 
But I think he's going to finish as like a middle of the pack wide receiver two with the potential to still be like a high end wide receiver two. I don't think he's going to be a bad. Like, I'm sure a lot of people are disregarding him as a wide receiver three. Um, I think maybe I think his worst case might be a wide receiver two low end. But that's my theory. All right. I mean, it. he's only had a th- over a thousand yards once, and that was injuries last year. too. Right. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Um, I think he's really coming to his own. I think he's coming to his prime. Um, I I, I consider him a buy low candidate. Okay. You say you, and you say sell high. So, right. I mean, coming off of the season that he came off last year, you know, if he was still with the Eagles, it's just, it's, just, it's going into a situation that's not is beneficial to him. Yeah. So to put up the stats. Not saying he I can't could, argue he, that he could have a good season. Yeah. In football terms, but not but, fantasy. But terms. not fantasy terms. That's kind of maybe how I. Do you would have his touchdowns it. in front of you from last year by chance? Yeah, I do. Uh, ten. Ten. Yeah, and that's where that's and that that's what helped him finish a wide receiver one, and he's not going to score ten touchdowns to Kansas City. He had thirteen hundred yards receiving, eighty-five. Receptors. Great year. Yeah, great year. So I think he's you know I think again I think he's going to do well. He's not going to do that well. Um. But, you know, hey, one of us will be right, right? Absolutely. Oh, I really hope it's me. It probably won't be. But, you know, my fingers yeah. are crossed. Right. Can't, be right, can't be right all the time. Ask the community. Yeah, I'm sure get, I'm, we'll get tons of tweets. Like, dude, all your guys sucked, Rich. Yeah. Mike's guys were great. <laughs> I agree. Um, all right, let's, let's get another guy we can disagree with me on here. And this is a guy you always say that I hate. All right? T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, you're crazy. Sell him. Sell him. And I know, now, again, I think T.Y. Hilton is going to have another good year. You know, but here's why I'm saying say, sell T.Y. Hilton, who's 25. I know he just had that tweet um, after Dez and uh, Demaria signed that said, all this breaking news, does this mean the bar is set? Hashtag the ghost. And I think he's going to want a really big deal. And I don't think. And now, he deserves a really big deal. And I don't. And I, I was wrong about Randall Cobb, you know, and I might be wrong about Hilton, but I'm still, I'm going to, I'm not going to go as much as I did about Cobb about Hilton. But, you know, they them bringing Philip Dorsett in the first round. Uh, you know, where, where wide receiver wasn't even really a need for them kind of told me a little bit something, even though I'm not as big on Dorsett, and I know you aren't either. Um, I think that tells us something in the front office as well. And if they have something, if they see something in Dorsett, then they'll let him walk. I just don't, again, I see it's going to be a hard time. Andrew Luck's going to get paid here within the next year. Really, he's going to be the highest played player in the NFL, I bet. And I think they're going to let, and they're both going to want contracts right around the same time. So are you going to pay Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hillen? Definitely when you got to build that defense up a little bit as well. And I don't know, man. I don't, I don't see them paying that money. And when we talk about receivers going to another team, how about every receiver pretty much, you know, maybe besides Pierre Garçon, it's left Indianapolis that found success. You know what I mean? Not, not many. Definitely those guys that re, like leave those elite quarterbacks, the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manns. Those guys, you know, now Andrew Luck's that next elite quarterback. Those guys never find success. They always get paid somewhere else. They never find success. Um, I know T. Willie Hillen had a phenomenal year last year, 13, you know, 1,345 yards. Um, and I think he's having another good year this year. But it's kind of me, like, just jumping ship now and trying to get really good value. And, again, I'm not, I've never been a huge fan of him. If you listen to podcasts, you know. Uh, and not that he's a bad player. It's just, you know, if we, we, this was the hater episode right now, T.Y. Hill will be on that list. It's not that he's bad. It's just it's one of those guys that I'm not really particular fancy of. I think right. he's in a really good situation. I mean, it, it, and maybe it's just a project. I mean, I, I've loved T.Y. Hilton since. Coming out, I know. You drafted right. him in our league. Right. And you're ecstatic about it. Right, because I was super pumped watching him on a Thursday night. No, maybe it was a late night Saturday. There was like two games I caught him at Florida International, just random being a loser on a Saturday night, you know, and yeah, whatever. You and I was like, oh, hey. I'll just remember him. You know, he was a stud. 
and he just turned out to be awesome in the pros too. And so I think now, he's a good receiver. I do. I think he's right. A good... I don't. I don't see what there's not to like, and he's only 25 years old, right? I'm just worried that he goes somewhere. And if he's not 25, someone will tweet me. He's either 25 or 26. Yeah. I don't have him. Well, he's. Uh, I. I have him. He's 25. He turns 26 this November. Okay. So, um, again. It, I got to check with that guy. All my guys on my list, I think, are all like pretty good players. I don't think he's a bad player at all. Um, I'd just be nervous if he left Indy. You know what I mean? So kind of like. Okay, if, if fair enough. Yeah, if he leaves Indy, then we're, we're a different story. I, I, don't, I don't see how you can let your, your quarterback's best target go. I just don't see it, man. I'd give him, I'm telling you, I don't think they're going to pay him. In the age that he is, he's going to be 26 as a free agent. I just, I'm just saying, I think they're not going to resign him. I, I feel about as hey. confident that they're not going to resign him as about how confident I was that Packers weren't going to sign Randall Cobb. Okay. So I remember they paid Jordy Nelson. I'm like, they're not going to sign Cobb. They got, you know, Rodgers. They're not going to sign Cobb. They made it work. Um, and I, I think, I think Andrew Luck will probably have the most say in that. So we'll see. You know what I mean, I mean, Peyton did it with tons of receivers. Brady's done it with tons of receivers. Let's see if Luck can follow that. Uh, that uh, I guess I'm just not going. I'm not going to jump to the conclusion that he's not going to sign, resign. So that being said, and being a T.Y. Hilton fan, whose numbers just keep, you know, uh, keep going up, I'm going to stand pat, man. Have like we, no one's. Have we disagree on every single guy yeah, so far. It's, that's weird. Like, and it's not. Un- we're not like on PTI or anything. This is totally unintentional. Yeah, because usually we, yeah, we usually agree. we agree a lot more yeah. than we probably disagree. Yeah, I, we we disagree on every single guy here. Yeah, I would just. I mean, like, hey, granted, no guy's untouchable. Yeah, no guy's untouchable. I would just stamp at. I'm not like aggressively trying to trade T.Y. Hilton. I mean, right now T.Y. Hilton has an ADP right now. He's going around 25 or okay. no 23. I'm sorry. So guys behind him aren't really they don't overly excite me. You know necessarily for where he's going. It's just so people are like oh here's you no know I'd rather have you no know I would try and flip again. And this is because I'm all in on him is Brandon Cooks. I would love to trade T.Y. Hillen for Brandon Cooks straight up. And some people are like oh that's crazy. That's yeah what, that's crazy. I'm telling you that's just what I would like to do. That's ridiculous. I love Brandon Cooks, by the uh, way. Yeah. Huge fan. Right. I've only mentioned him five times. Or maybe I would get like a Jeremy Hill or, I don't know, I can see Jordan Matthews being better than T.Y. Hill and I don't know. Okay. I'm a hater. I mean, I'm sure there's some guys that are going to be better than T.Y. Hilton. He's However, still going to be really good. He's going to be really good. I know. I mean, I'm all in. I think he's awesome. And, I, and I, it was like a couple months ago I said to you, and they're like, oh, you're like, oh, dude, he had 1,300 yards. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, I got to change my stance on T.Y. Hillen. Again, I think he re- he is. He's good. It's just I'd be nervous of him leaving Indy. I don't think he's going to resign there. That's that, and that's one of the huge selling points for me. Why I do wouldn't want. No, obviously, just like Cobb. Remember, I was a Cobb snob. Yeah, I love Cobb now. He's with Aaron Rodgers for the next four years. I think he's going to be a beast. You know what I mean? I I love him. Yeah. If T. Y. Hilton stays in Indy, I love him. I just don't think he's going right. to stay there. If he stays there, he's good for another four years. Listen, man. A lot of these things are fifty fifty. I was wrong on Cobb. I'm for sure going to be right on Hilton. That's the way you, I look at it. Yeah, for sure. You were right 99%. on. Uh, you were right on. Uh, oh, name slipping my mind. Uh, Browns quarterback last year. Oh, uh, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, Hoyer to the Texans. You called called that, that. I called that very. Early. I called that yeah. at the beginning of the year. I was like, yeah. next year Brian Hoyer will be the starting quarterback for Houston Texans. Said that early in the football season. Yeah, you did. I was right on that one. You're right on that one. I'm right. You on called a lot of the stuff. team. But you fell on your face. Tons like, of people, man. Come on. Yeah. If you listened to me last year and you got Brent Jeremy Hill in the second round and then John Brown in the third round, I'm your favorite fantasy football analysis in the world. All right. 
Okay, moving on. Uh, your next guy you have on here is give one to me. Uh, you what order were you going in? So it's on you, bro. You're the host. Oh, okay. Well, Carlos Hyde. Okay, Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Now uh, you're so now you're saying honestly, I feel like this is another guy. I feel like a lot of people are trying to unload. Right. Uh, I think a lot of people are scared to hide. And tell me why, because I think I think you I think your reasons sum up almost everything I see on Twitter. So tell me why you're selling high on Carlos Hyde. Hit it. Well, I I'm more so selling on Hyde just based on situation a little bit. The 49ers are kind of scary. Um, I mean, potential. It, it just doesn't seem like team turmoil over there. How many guys have they lost on defense? Disarray. Right. Granted, that doesn't that doesn't uh, you know necessarily affect the offense but they really haven't they lost frank gore i there's a good possibility that they finish in last place in their division it's right agree mm-hmm. so they're kaepernick is trending down not trending up i've been down on him forever right he was somebody if we did a show like last year he'd have been on my list too for sure and i would have been okay. right and you would have been correct yes but we didn't i don't remember that show nope. so me neither say, yeah i remember uh, remember i told you i was like let's do a, a sell high show for next week and you're like haven't we done like six of those and i'm like we've never done one yeah it feels like we have maybe just because we talk about selling selling high and buying low all the time hey because that's how you survive in dynasty right right um so and i think like going in into this season now that carlos hyde is the man or is perceived to be the man now might be the the highest value that he has because if he busts out you're not going to get anything from and he's got no there's no track record really to no. go by that like I don't know, he didn't look overly impressive where you're like, Oh, this is the next big thing. He had he had flashes. Right, okay. As but a I rookie. Mean, yeah, I mean he wasn't he wasn't horrible by any means, you know what I'm saying? But this might this could be if the forty ers are as bad as they've kind of been talked about nationally, um, or at least how I'm taking people's takes on the forty ers it could be pretty bad. It could be a bad statistical season for Carlos Hyde. Then now you're losing all value for him. All right. Well, let's keep the hot streak continue here. And I, let me disagree with you. Yeah, here. no, that's fine. Now, Go granted, um, again, I just think you can't sell high now because I think his value is kind of down for all the points that you made. I think his value is kind of down for that point. Now, this Carlos Hyde. Well, then it might never come back up. It might not. You're, you're, so you're saying, like, for somebody to sell high now, you're kind of like, just sell, get what you still, you know what I mean? Okay, for someone, that, so for someone that has n- not much of a resume to go yeah. on, okay? Holds really good value. Right, still. because so you could easily sell him, like, hey, now now he's getting his chance to, uh-huh. now he's getting his chance to shine, blah, 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 so I might, you know, whatever, like Hyde, you got to find, but if if I could flip him for, uh, you know, uh, TJ, Cooks? a TJ Yeldon <laughs> or something like another guy that has no yeah track has record. No, no track record. I would rather I would rather have TJ Yeldon. See, that's really close for me. You know it's what I'm saying? Really, that, to me, that's really that close. Way. So you prefer that way? Now let me let me just tell you why you're wrong. Uh, okay, it's and you may be right here too, but you know now we're talking about a guy that we both had as the number one running back on our boards when he came out, the number one rookie running back coming out that year, head right. of uh, Hill, head of uh, Sankey. Uh, ahead of those guys now, I like like four guys more this year than I do Carlos Hyde coming so, out. Yeah, so you'd have right him behind now. Yeldon, and, Gurley, and uh, Gordon. Right, and I, you know, Gordon and Gurley, I I like it. And to me, Yeldon's kind of like a flip flip. You know, what I mean, it's kind of like e- either way. They're, they're I see them equally. You know what I mean? Uh, 
But this is a guy that I watched his entire career. You know, I'm a Ohio State homer. Love him. Mm-hmm. Went there. You know, that's that was my home for five years. It's I love Carlos Hyde. He's one of the best backs I've seen come out. He's a terrific back. He catches the ball well. Um, people don't talk about that. And he runs really, really well. And he's elusive for a guy his size as well. And you wanted to make all those points. You know, I think Carlos Hyde's going to do well because I think they're going to be forced to be a run first team. I don't. I think you like said their receiving core is not great. Colin Ka- Kaepernick's you know trending downwards. I think they have to do a lot of play action. I think Carlos Hyde's going to have to be the star of that offense. I think he's going to have to carry that team because there's not you know there's so much not around Kaepernick right now, and they don't want Kaepernick to look back because they could still possibly trade Kaepernick, maybe, possibly. Um, but I think Carlos Hyde. People are sleeping on him like he's having a really bad year. And again, it's an unknown. Uh, you know, I thought Beanie Wells was going to be good, you know, at the same time at Ohio State. And there's tons of running backs here I think are going to be good that aren't good. I think Carlos Hyde, somebody coming out that I loved as the number one running back at the time, is not going to be as bad as everybody thinks he's going to be. You know what okay, I mean? But if, you're, if your team's down a lot and you're forced to play catch up in games, you know, your carries. If it hurts the running back. Obviously, that's a st- stupid statement. But you know, yeah. I mean that that could be the situation that Carlos Hyde is in. But I also think, and he, I would rather if you could, in theory, if you could flip him for a first round pick and then take another running back like Yeldon. I mean, I would do that all day long. And I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say, "Oh, you're an idiot." You know what I mean? And I've I understand people trying to sell Hyde right now, but I think his value could go up. Um, and like you said, that point, I think he's one of those backs. I think the other talent around him, the receivers there right now, um, the talent's not good enough. I don't think Cal- Kaepernick's good enough. Where I can see him catching late in games, a lot of dump off passes, and getting some good yards after the catch. So I'm not bailing ship on Carlos Hyde. Again, everybody's attainable. Everybody's sellable. Sellable. I think his value is going to go up. I really do. I I'm a big fan of Carlos Hyde. I drafted him in one of our podcast listener leagues. I drafted him in another dynasty league as a rookie. Um, Somebody I would be willing to, I would be willing to flip him. You know, I would be willing to trade him right now just because of the unsureness. But it'd be have to be something like that I really believe in, or somebody I really like at the same time. Like T.J. Yeldon, I love. You know, I mean, I, I talked him up during this whole off season. Right. One of my favorite running backs coming out. He was my number three rookie coming out. Uh, so I wouldn't argue that. You know, because I like T.J. Yeldon as well. But he's not. You know, he's unproven. He's going to a, an offense that's kind of like a question mark. But I do like what they're doing in Jacksonville better than I like what they're doing in San Francisco. So that might be kind of the tipping point. Right, exactly. But, I mean, you make valid points. I feel like I made some valid points. Okay. I mean, I you know, hey, we'll see. We'll see. But, I mean, I think he's a good – I think he's good for this list. I think he's good for our listeners to kind of see. And I think, I think most people would agree with you more than they would agree with me. Yeah, well, we'll find out if – Happens all the time, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. People, people love say, me. Yeah, they don't want to tweet it. Hey, Mike, what do you think? F. Rich. All right. Forget him. Yeah. Um. Bring, next, bringing solid takes, man. Next guy on my list here is uh, Jamal Charles. All right, Jamal Charles is one of those guys that you know I've never really been huge on, and he has an ADP right now of twenty five. I believe is where he's going to start up leagues or twenty four. I'm sorry, and he's somebody that like his style of play gives him longevity. You know, uh, yeah, twenty three ADP. He's he's twenty eight years old with a twenty four ADP. And like I said, he, his longevity, I just feel like a guy like his playing style, I know we've mentioned Jamal Charles a thousand times, like he's just prone to get hurt. No, it's somebody I never really loved. Um, but again, he's 28, still a really high-valued running back. 
somebody I'm just trying to get out from under. I mean, was, I mean, I think I mentioned his name enough and say why I don't like Jamal Charles. I don't have to really go into it as much, but yeah, I, this one I'm going to finally agree with you on, and it, because it, mostly due to age, like where where I think like if you traded Eddie Lacy, you could watch Eddie Lacy have two or three, you know, twelve hundred yards, you know, ten touchdown seasons, and be mad at yourself that you didn't just ride it out. Jamal Charles being at the age that he is and constantly, uh, you know, he does have the injuries. You're, this is coming, he's coming to the end. He had, so a, he had a down year last year. Right. So still finishes number seven overall PPR back, but he still had a down year last year. Right. And he's going to be, he's going to be 29. So yep. it's like, now is the time to get out before it's too late. Too late. And mm-hmm. then you're just like, you're almost better off just keeping them because this would be a position where I would almost fall if I even like was able to trade. And even if I lost a little bit of value, but I gained an age for yeah. a back, you know what I mean? You and feel could, good about it. Right. Because I, I just think like after this, this could be Jamal Charles' last. Uh, well, last like Let's season say, is like. He turns 29 like, in December. So he's not 28, like. Just right, turned twenty. You know, he's twenty nine. Right, and that's and that's about where the guys fall off, and then they, you know, then they just disappear for the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'd rather have like somebody that's going after him. Who's after him? Melvin Gordon. Okay. Okay. I rather who I think is like a Jamal Charles kind of clone. I'd rather have Melvin Gordon. I'd rather gamble on now. I know somebody on your list like to sell high that we might not be able to get to is C.J. Anderson. I'd almost rather gamble on C.J. Anderson. Oh, I would who, for sure. Who's twenty four than Jamal Charles? Oh, absolutely. So, and he's you know Jamal Charles has ADP or C.J. Anderson has ADP of thirty seven. Melvin Gordon has ADP of twenty eight, which is right behind Jamal Charles. But obviously, these are ADPs. These are you know going you know DLF does their ADPs monthly, so they're on top of it, mm-hmm. and they do tons of mock drafts. So Jamal Charles is averaging. Ahead of in startup drafts, Melvin Gordon. So there's people out there that value Jamal Charles ahead of Melvin Gordon. So if I can get Melvin Gordon for Jamal Charles right now, that's a risk I would love to take. You know, I would more so like it, you know, and I know I had CJ Anderson on the list just because of of ancillary issues, but I I mean, I would rather have CJ Anderson than Jamal Charles. Oh, yeah, me too. To me, it's not even a question. Right. I mean, so, he's on he, my list. And he's, I'm not going, a fan. and he's going afterwards. I mean, to me, that's drastically a no- afterwards. To me, that's a no-brainer. I feel like you'd be able to get C.J. Anderson and something. I bet you could flip Melvin Gordon straight up it if you might, can. Yeah, I mean, and, and where I think Melvin Gordon's going to be sweet. The only one issue that I always just think about is, man, tough to trade somebody that's that good for somebody that has n- not had any production. Oh, I get you know you. what I'm saying? No, I get you. And it's CJ scary. Anderson showed you that he could be really good. Right. He, fin- he it, finished the year as like one of the top fantasy backs. Exactly. I get you. I mean, so either one, I mean, either one we both like. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I would I honestly I can't say which one I want. I'd probably want Melvin Gordon more just because I love Charger running backs going back to LT. Right. Yeah. Um I think he's going to a good I think he's going to a good team. Right. And then that helps out a ton. But but then again, remember remember Ryan Matthews was gonna be the next guy. Remember yep. how much hype he had and he was wasn't did he went number one in our Dynasty Nerds draft? He went number two. Two. Des okay. Bryant went one. Okay. But Ryan Matthews was all world, gonna be everything and, Fizzle, fizzle, fizzle. Right. So nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? So but, I would rather hey, if you're gonna trade somebody that good for me. While I think Melvin Gordon's going to be good, 
I would rather have C.J. Anderson. And I'll say this, though, about that Ryan Matthews-Melvin Gordon argument. This is, again, just a rebuttal here is Ryan Matthews was valued so high because of going to San Diego, him going to first, you know, right. I mean, a situation. But as of college players, Melvin Gordon was oh, significantly I mean, not, better well, than yeah, right. Ryan Matthews. I mean, that's not even a comparison. So like, Melvin Gordon for, was the man. Like Melvin Gordon in college and situation, what really makes me like I I tripped like in our dynasty nerds rookie draft, I traded up for him, and like the more now I have him, like the more I'm getting like really excited about him. You yeah. know what I mean, because like I built my my an original like league, I built my team around LT. I'm like, man, now look, I got Melvin Gordon. Maybe this, you know, it's kind of like right destiny. Okay, so. Uh, but yeah, I think I think uh, Jamal Charles like again, and those are two guys that I would love to try and get if I'm you. They're like lateral moves that might still be close to points, but you're also you're like Mike said, you're gaining youth, and it's a good thing in dynasty. Right. So you're ga- actually if you take like a three year aggregate, you're gonna win. Yeah. But you might lose. You might lose like on face value this year. This year, but over three years. You win. You're gonna win. Right. Yeah, and that's and that's again, it's a nice long term play here for a dynasty league. Um, love that. Actually, I mean, out of all the moves we talked about, that's the move I love the most. And I feel the same way with one of the, one of the other guys that you had brought up. Might as well just go to him now, Matt Forte. That's your guy. I didn't have Forte on my list. Yeah, you did. Oh yeah, I did. My bad. <laughs> you stupid um, bitch. Uh, so bad. yeah, you have Forte on your list. Yeah, I did. That's why you love it so much. I gotta agree. Let's talk about yeah, a guy on your yeah, list. Right. It's so go a... go to the next guy on Mike's list. Yeah, Matt, Matt Forte. Forte. Right. Same same reason. Same exact reason. You we know never I mean? top like. I, mean, I think Matt Forte could have another really nice year, but he's getting. I think he's twenty nine. He's up there. You know. Um, I don't have his age directly in front of me here, but uh, I know he's definitely like a little bit older. But last year, I mean, my biggest point for Matt Forte here is he had a he caught over a hundred balls last year. Right? I mean, no, no, it's it's unbelievable, which is disgusting, and right. he still finished as. Again, he will, he won't do that again. It's only been done two other times in the history of the NFL. Okay, so he's not doing that again. Definitely with Tressman gone. Okay, and Forte caught over 100 balls and still finished as the PPR running back number three. Right, he is 29. 29. Right. So he's he's getting up there in age again. In December he'll be 30. So <sighs> I mean, dreaded age, dreaded right. age. Get so, out now. So that's just where you're at. Like, so could could he put up another good year? And you might look a little. It's it's a one year versus like like I just said with Jamal Charles a three year aggregate if you could pull back and you add up what Forte does for the next three years versus the next three years of somebody younger it might look like a step back this year but over the three year haul you're winning you're gonna win and maybe even longer now Matt Forte has right. an ADP of forty five okay now he's that, go- that's he- due to age yeah and he's going after all those guys but okay. here he's. He's at 45. TJ Yeldon's at 47. Again, I'd much rather gamble gamble on TJ Yeldon this year, who they're going to force feed no matter what. So his he's going to he's going to be productive no matter what. Maybe not because on talent, you know, if his talent's there, which I believe it is, he'll he'll supersede these numbers. But if not, you know, at running backs, it's just mostly about opportunity. And for him, he's going to be a three down back in Jacksonville, so the opportunity's there. So he's going to be. At worst case, no matter what, a running back too. Worst case, you know what I mean? Right. So Who, again, who's behind? Who's behind Forte? Running back wise, that is like had that's had some playing experience. Lamar thinking. Miller, Gio okay. Bernard, Arian Foster, uh, Cam Newton. I mean, running back wise, I'm yeah. just going running back wise. Mark Ingram, who's uh, 25. Alfred Morris, 
So, I mean, they're not okay. really sexy names. Right. Now, C.J. Spiller, now here's a guy. C.J. Spiller has ADP of 68, and we all know how big I am on Spiller this year. I think he's going to be a running back one. I really, really do. Now, C.J. Spiller has probably three years in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. He signed that contract. He He's he's gonna he's 27. He'll probably play to 30, and his playing style suits him well there if he can stay healthy. Right. He's a If you can flip Matt Forte for C.J. Spiller and something, I would I would law that move like no tomorrow. Yeah, based off of what you're saying, I would need, uh, it, I would need to something to, to or go a different position or different. Like, position. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like like Lamar Miller for Matt Forte that doesn't work for me. Now all those running backs. You said, Yelled, yeah, probably, but like I have a hard time. Again, if, unproven, yeah. Right. I guess it just depends on the makeup of your team. If you have a chance, if you're going to win, I probably wouldn't do that because you're you're definitely going to probably miss out on one year. If you're just in that purgatory that we talked about all the time, or you know you don't you don't really think you have a chance to win, or you're just in the then middle, you do or, it. Yeah, you got to do it, man. I would do it for Yeldon in that instance. If I have a chance to win, I'd probably just I'd probably ride it out because I think Forte obviously based it's off gonna of be what good you this said. year. Yeah, right. See, I I'd almost do it where. I would, I'd do it right now, even though I was, if I was a championship contender, right? And obviously, obviously, if you're a championship contender, you have a lot of good pieces, and Matt Forte is a good piece. I would make the lateral move, and I would literally trade. And again, people probably say I'm crazy, and I'm not a Forte owner, and I don't know if I've ever, I think I've had him once or twice in like redraft leagues, but I would trade. I should have had him. I would trade. I know you should have, Kevin Smith. Uh, I would trade Forte for TJ Yeldon straight up because then you're getting like you're basically training matt forte for like the fifth or sixth rookie pick right around there mm-hmm. um and i think that's pretty fair value for him for a lateral move and again i would do cj spiller and try and get like a second round pick too because again but you got to look at that i love like, spiller you got to look at that though like in a vacuum that makes sense but why you know in why would the dude at number six for example, want to Trade make a move, Matt, Matt Forte. Forte. Yeah, because I he's... mean, maybe now, granted, maybe there's been other moves made, and the guy that has around that pick is actually better, you know, and it maybe made some type of deal, whatever yeah. the case. I mean, there's always situations. Float him out there, float him out. There. But right. I, I agree with you though. I, Matt Forte would be on my sell high list yeah. too. He was on my original list, but yeah. Um, all right, next guy I'm gonna talk about here is Golden Tate. All right, now Golden Tate is somebody who had. If, you know, we had 99 catches last year, 13, 1,331 yards. And those numbers are really inflated because of the Calvin Johnson injury. Now, Golden Tate had a really, you know, all his, all his production came when Calvin Johnson was either injured or out. I mean, three of his four touchdowns came in games where Johnson was either, you know, like hurt or he just missed them all together. And he only topped 100 yards four times during that whole stretch, you know, mm-hmm. compared to the, you know, other times. So Golden Tate right now is somebody that I think is a good player. He has an ADP right now of 42. He's a good player, but I'm kind of like capitalizing on that. Now, I think, I think if his numbers, if his numbers averaged out to when Calvin Johnson was in last year, he would only had like a thousand yards, like a, I think he's a wide receiver three with wide, wide receiver two upside. But right now, you might people might be seeing him as like a high end wide receiver too. So I'm kind of capitalizing on that kind of momentum right now, and he's somebody that I'm trying to get out from under. Why he? I think basically had a, almost pretty much a career year is the way I'm putting. Oh, it. I mean a million percent. I can't agree with you more. I I, I think um, 
last year was the exception and not the rule. You'll, I, I think he's going to probably settle more right around the 800 to 900 yards. Um, you know, and just be go back to the way he was. I think that's more the rule versus yeah the exception Again, of last year. All his production came when Calvin was hurt. Right. You know what I mean? So that's it kind of shows you something. They were force feeding him the ball. Yeah. Now with a go eighty. I mean, unless you want to count on Calvin Johnson being hurt all the time. I'm not counting on him. Right. The guy's a freak. Right. You know, the ADP of 42, which is slightly ahead of Matt Forte, a guy that I like that kind of like, you know, because we're kind of comparing guys who you can kind of get here for him, is with the ADP of 46, Devontae Adams. Oh, I mean, not even in question to me. I'd rather Love that Devontae trade. Adams. Not even in question. And most dynasty people might not do, but I'm, I bet somebody will. Somebody out there you can get like a Devontae Adams for. Well, yeah, because you got to think not everybody is... Not everyone Sadie. in dynasty, not everyone in dynasty leagues are listening to podcasts or on Twitter. Or, they just play because their buddies play. Yeah, and they but and it's they, fun and, and they enjoy it, but they're not right. as serious. Right, and they're just like, oh, Golden Tate was sweet last year. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope I get Golden Tate. I'm gonna be really good. Oh, he wants yeah. Devontae Adams. What he? Let me see what. Let me look at what he did last year. He didn't do anything. Right. Jordy, I mean, it's totally. They have possible. Jordy Nelson and uh, Randall Cobb. Devontae Adams. I'm ripping this guy off. Right. Or you just pull up the ADP list like Rich is looking at right now, and you see that he's after him. He's like, well, I'm definitely making a good move. I win. Right? I win that trade. I do that type of stuff in my fantasy baseball league all the time. I'm not as savvy in my base, my dynasty baseball league. I go off lists. I pull off online all the time. So dudes are probably doing that stuff to all me the all the time. Exactly. And I'm that guy that's trading Devontae Adams for, <laughs> Golden, for Tate. Golden Tate. You know, so I, I, I agree. Uh, I agree there because two, they're bringing in Amir Abdul, who's going to catch a lot of balls too. I feel like out of the back. Yeah, he's going to steal know? some catches as well. Good, and, good call on it. And you got to and got to hope. I mean, just Ebron. Ebron's got to step his game up. If you he know, keep those rock hands a little softer. Right. No, so I mean, we're we're agreeing on that then 100 percent on the Golden Tate thing. And again, I mean, Devonte Adams would be a really nice target if you can get. Now, there's some people that out there like, can't give you Devonte Adams. Are you crazy? But some people will. And again. That's the whole reason why you listen to this podcast. This is the whole reason why you use these sites and you kind of use our website and the ranking stuff is for like moments like this. Is it going to affect everybody? No, but there's going to be some of you, a lot of you out there that will help. And then you're going to be writing us in 2016, like, oh, dude, that advice you gave me last year on the podcast, I, I made that. We'll get a tweet, you know, saying, oh, I made that move, Golden Tate for Devontae Adams. Oh, I love you so much. Thank you. Right. You know, and some Real people fun. might not think about it. And these right. are guys that you, know, you might not think about. So that's our list. Yeah, well, I think it's some think good, good names list. there. Right, right. We agree to disagree on we, most of them. That's right. fine. Friendly debate. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't hate you any less as I did right. when you walked in the door. Exactly. We hate each other equally. Equally, yeah. equally hate there. So uh, that's the show for this week. Uh, thanks for listening again. Uh, if you guys want to support the podcast, go on dynastynerds.com. Click on the shop. Goodbye, Dynasty Nerd shirt. Uh, get on iTunes. Give us a rating. Give us a review. If not, just go to DynastyNerds.com, hop on the forum, interact with all our awesome users on there, check out our rankings, which we update all the time, uh, and our awesome articles by all our awesome writers. And uh, if you want to talk on Twitter, of course, you can always follow me, at DynastyRich. At DynastyNerdMike. You can follow the site, at DynastyNerds. Until then, we'll be back next week as uh, training camps begin to roll off here. We're getting so much closer to the season. Can't wait. Super excited. Football is back almost. Almost. So we'll have a lot of training camp news coming up here too. But until then, until next week, guys, have a good one. Talk to you soon. Later. See ya. Ready, set, put on.
thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.